You're now listening to Mopeta Soul. One, two, one, two, one, two. Ladies and gentlemen, this is um, the second edition of Mo Better Soul Radio. And I go by the name of Preach Jacobs. And I want to talk to you for a second. Um, I think the first episode was really kind of cool. It was like, you know, jazz records around the house and all that good stuff. And and I wanted, I didn't know how frequently I wanted to do this, but I know I didn't want to go a month to month type of thing because I just felt like that was just too infrequent you know what I mean um I'm gonna be honest with you I I was trying to figure this thing out like if you listen to the first episode of Mo Better Soul Radio the, the first um topic or theme was jazz records around the house and that felt like a long time ago because that was uh in May and I think that when I wanted to do a second episode there was a lot of stuff that happened and and I said that to say I didn't know what I, what I wanted to do with this right I didn't know if I just wanted to play some music and just have cool themes and it not be so deep and blackity black um but I feel like I can't escape it because I felt like oh do I keep it clean do I cuss do I <laughs> Do I say stuff like shit? And, and I guess by me saying shit, it means that I'm not keeping it clean. Um, after George Floyd's murder, I I wanted to do an episode that was basically dedicated to like riot music and, and just the type of shit that just made me want to vent. Um, and I didn't do it. I, the first song I'm going to play, and we'll talk about this in a bit, when I thought about it and wanted to to put it together with this, I played it and I cried like hysterically. And, and I think that I joke about it, but it's really serious. Is that I feel like that there's the there's like a scale of crying for black folks or for black men, right? I think to the low end of the scale is the Denzel Glory cry, where you have the single tear. You know, when remember Denzel was being whooped, whooped with the chain, and he had that little single tear. That's the low end. It's like it affects you, but you know, you can still maintain. You can still be manly, manly with the one tear going down your face or whatever. Um, and then the other end of the spectrum is Carrie um, Washington cry. The, the memes we've been seeing with all her faces. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Washington is a beautiful woman, one of the most beautiful women ever. But like her acting, she's like somehow somebody told her like, yo, dramatic roles, you just make the ugliest faces that you can imagine. And that is the the 10 on the Richter scale of crying. And that's where I was um, after the George Floyd murders. And I didn't feel right trying to put together one of these Mobile Soul Radio joints. And I wanted to give it some time because I, I, I thought that that I wanted to do riot music because I was angry, man. And I'm still angry. Um, and and I was writing columns about how I felt, um, about the hopelessness that I felt, but also kind of like, you know, my ideals kind of was, was not 
what everybody was thinking like where, where you would hear a lot of people say oh all we need is love and all we need is caring and being together like fuck all that maybe this shit need to burn and and i was totally okay with it um and i know <laughs> this sounds more like a podcast than, than than some radio shit but i've been drinking and i'm excited to to do this and put these songs together um but I, I feel like, you know, it boils down to this. And I was having a conversation about this. And I know I'm talking, but fuck it. Uh, we're going to get to the music in a second. But I got to say this. It's like, it makes me think about the movie Munich. And Munich was about the uh, the murders that happened during the 1972 Munich Olympics. Where you had... Um, Jewish athletes, like Olympic athletes that were murdered. And there was this the the, the movie Munich is basically whoever was in charge of uh the murdering of these Jewish athletes, these Israeli athletes, um it was a it was this terrorist organization called Black September. Um and it's it was a Palestinian group. And the movie wasn't about the murder of those athletes. The movie was about the what happened after that, where you had the Israeli government um, get Mossad, which is like the Israeli version of the CIA. And they hired these assassins with this covert operation. That's what the movie was about. And basically it was these assassins that were just sent out into the world to kill the motherfuckers that killed those Israeli athletes. And there was a great part in the movie where one of the characters who's on this assassin team was talking to the prime minister of Israel, this woman, I forgot her name, but the conversation I thought was really profound. And when they were talking, and I'm paraphrasing, he was asking the prime minister, do you think us going out and killing these people going to make a difference? And she said the most amazing shit. She basically said, we have to show the world that killing our people is a costly proposition. That's how I look at the riots. If we're not going to get justice based on morality... And morality is basically we, we, we feel like morality is like Other people are going to buy into what we're doing If we're feeling like Hey, this we think this is right We think this is accurate We think this is something that you should live by We want other people to abide by that But if other people don't think that way If other people don't look at us as people If other people don't give a fuck if we get killed or murdered Or whatever the case may be Then if I have to put a financial fear in your heart about it and so be it. As long as as long as black people aren't murdered by cops. If 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 us being human isn't enough to keep us from getting murdered by the cops, I'll take the secondary option of a racist cop saying, "Yo, if I do some crazy wild racist shit, it's gonna cost a lot of money. <laughs> I might lose my pension. My my coworkers might get fired." It might be some shit, some property damage. And the infrastructure would have to look at it from that perspective. Like, yo, you hire one of these cops that have a questionable past 
where they've been on some type of message board and you're like, hey, sometimes you let that shit slide. Like, oh, okay, it wasn't quite quite all right. It wasn't quite too racist. You know, he had a Confederate flag with a hook. You know, okay, we'll hire him. I want the infrastructure to say, yo, that's too much of a risk. If it's not because murdering black people is wrong, if the fear of, yo, if we have another George Floyd in our hands, we don't want to do that. I'll take that too. And 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 only that can happen when there is the explosion. When you have people that just like, nah, I'm tired. I'm done. I'm tired. Um, and this is me a couple of weeks removed because if I would have put this podcast out a couple of weeks ago, I would have been much more angry. And I have many more songs and, I, and I've kind of figured out a way to kind of put songs together where it's not just riot music, but kind of protest music that music that that spoke to me music that, that during this, this shit I went to, um, and I'm gonna touch more on it. And the first song that I wanted to play, uh, was this performance by Richie Havens, uh, at Woodstock where he performed a song called freedom and, I would say that if you get a chance, go on YouTube and look it up. And this is the song I was talking about when I played it. I cried. Um, Richie Havens, Freedom. It's the first record we're going to start with. This is my brother, Soul Radio. Let's go. Guitar of Mike Free. Guitar Mike. Freedom, 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 freedom.
21212. Um, we are back. Mo Better Soul Radio, episode two. I go by the name of Priest Jacobs, which you listen to the first go round. We listen to Richie Havens' Freedom, the live version from Woodstock. Um, and after that, we have Black Man in a White World by Michael Kawanuka. Um, one of my favorite musicians. I'm sorry if I'm fucking his name up. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but. Uh, that's off his album Love and Hate Which is a great 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 album His new album That came out I think last year 2019 uh, Called Kamanuka Has so many amazing Songs on there He's a Nigerian musician Out of uh, London I think And everything he does Is pretty great So if you Have a chance To listen to his music You need to To get it And and You know Run don't walk um, So yeah I, I, I kind of wanted to Pair those songs together Because it was kind of Acoustic and and kind of saying some of the stuff that I'm feeling, and it's not quite, you know, when I wanted to name this riot music, it doesn't feel like riot music. It feels like protests in the in a sense, and and I kind of wanted to, um, gradually move things more and more right where I, I feel like I thought it was important for me to to talk about these things in the sense of when I see young people protesting, young black people organizing. A lot of times, just a young thing that we do, we always think that the shit that we're going through, we're the first people to deal with it, <laughs> right? We always say like, "Oh, this never happened until it happened to us," and that's not an insult, right? I, I just think that it's just that's just a natural thing that just young people do, um, and and I and I say that because I, I feel like there's a lot of protest music coming out by a lot of young musicians and young artists. But I thought that it was more important to really, really um, touch on the people that did it before. And when you can show that people did it before, it, it gives kind of a perspective where it's like, yo, there's a lineage of people that really, really fought to to do the things that we're talking about right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of the point I wanted to get to. Uh, the next record I wanted to get into uh, especially if we're in that same era of of like the 60s and 70s of uh, fly voices talking about shit that's going on. Uh, I wanted to touch on this record, one of my favorite songs, Gil Scott, Heron. The revolution will not be televised. Next on Mo Better Soul Radio. You will not be able to stay home, brother. able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary, the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run. 
or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on report from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. We have a poem here. It's called Whitey on the Moon. <laughs> and uh, it was inspired, it was inspired by some whiteys on the moon. <laughs> so I want to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> All right. That's it. A rat done bit my sister Nell with whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night, cause Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me, cause Whitey's on the moon. Well, I was already giving him 50 a week, and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up, and as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come I ain't got no money here? Hmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my fill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills, air mail special. to Whitey on the Moon. <laughs> niggas are scared of revolution. But niggas shouldn't be scared of revolution. Because revolution is nothing but change. And all niggas do is change. 
Niggas come in for murder and change into pimping clothes. The hit the streets to make some quick change. Niggas change their hair from black to red to blonde. And old black hair that looks will change. Niggas kill other niggas just because one didn't receive the correct change. Niggas change from men to women, from women to men. Niggas change, change, change. You hear niggas say, things are changing, things are changing. Thing. Black nigga things that go through all kinds of changes. The change in the day that makes you mad and made black power, black power, and the change that comes over them at night as they sigh and moan. I die. Ooh, I die. Niggas always going through bullshit change. But when it comes for real change, niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are actors. Niggas are actors. Niggas act like they're in a hurry to catch the first act of the great white host. Niggas try to act like Malcolm, and when a white man doesn't react to them like he did Malcolm, niggas wanna act violently. Niggas act so cool and slick, causing white people to say, What makes you niggas act like that? Niggas act like you ain't never seen nobody act before. But when it comes to acting out revolution, niggas say, I can't dig them action. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are very untogether people. Niggas talk about getting high and riding around in L's. Niggas to get high and ride to hell. Niggas talk about pimping, pimping that, pimping what? Pimping yours, pimping mine. Just to be pimping is a hell of a line. Niggas are very untogether people. Niggas talk about your mind, talk about my mind stronger than yours. I got that bitch's mind uptight. Niggas don't know a damn thing about your mind, but they'd be right. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas fuck. Niggas fuck, fuck, fuck. Niggas love the words fuck. They think they're so fucking cute. They fuck you around. The first thing they say when they're mad is fuck it. You play a little too much with them. They say fuck you when it's time at TCB. Niggas are somewhere fucking. Try to be nice to them. They fuck over you. Niggas don't realize all they're doing all this fucking. They're getting fucked around. But when they do realize, it's too late. So niggas just get fucked up. Niggas talk about fucking, fucking that, fucking this, fucking yours, fucking masters, not knowing what they're fucking for, ain't fucking for love and appreciation, just fucking to be fucking, niggas fuck white thighs, black thighs, yellow thighs, brown thighs, niggas fuck ankles when they want dollar thighs, niggas fuck Sally, Linda, and Sue, and if you don't mind out, niggas will fuck you, niggas will fuck fuck if it could be fuck, but when it comes to fucking for revolutionary causes, niggas say fuck revolution. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are players. Niggas are players are players. Niggas play football, baseball, and basketball while the white man is cutting off their balls. When a niggas play ain't tight enough to play with some black thighs, niggas play with white thighs to see if they still have some play left. And when ain't no white thighs to play with, niggas play with themselves. Niggas tell you they're ready to be liberated, but when you say, let's go take our liberation, niggas reply, I was just playing. Niggas are playing with revolution and losing. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas do a lot of shooting. Niggas do a lot of shooting. Niggas shoot off at the mouth. Niggas shoot boo. Niggas shoot traps. Niggas go around the corners and shoot down the street. Niggas shoot sharp branches at white women. Niggas shoot dope into the arm. Niggas shoot guns and rifles on New Year's Eve. A new year that is coming in. But white police would do more shooting at them. Where are niggas when the revolution needs some shot? Yeah, you know, niggas are somewhere shooting this shit. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are lovers. 
Are me, and I should only love that which is me. I love to see niggas go through changes, love to see niggas act, love to see niggas make them plays and shoot the shit. But there's one thing about niggas I do not love niggas are scared of revolution. We are back, we got our uh spoken word fix. Uh, the records that she had back to back We had two Gil Scott Heron records Back to back we had The Revolution Will Not Be Televised And we had <laughs> Whitey on the Moon Which is a great record that, that I, I think It really is uh, spot on right now And after that we had The Last Poets Niggas Are Scared Of Revolution um, That I thought was really really important To, to put together on here um, And I wanted to touch on A couple of things I think that uh Gil Scott Heron's records are really, really spot on with what's going on today. Where, uh, <laughs> well, we're talking about a uh, uh, Whitey on the Moon. Uh, I think right in the middle of the George Floyd protests, uh, you had Elon Musk sending people to outer space. I don't know what the fuck they went. I don't know if they went to the moon or not. But I just thought it was interesting when I was looking at kind of the news feed where it literally was going on, where it was like the world is exploding. And then we got motherfuckers going to space. And I'll be honest with you, like, I always felt weird about that, right? Where you look at the space race of the 60s and you look at uh, JFK, he's like, oh, we got to put a a man on the moon because we got to beat Russia, you know? And I always thought that was weird to me because the amount of money and the resources that was put into NASA, I'm like, yo, I understand that there's importance that's put towards that, but the country was going through a civil rights revolution and the money that you put towards that you could have put it towards the black people looking for equality and it was always a weird thing right it's always stuck into my mind where you know being black man that shit is difficult and it might look cool and i and i think that the problem that happens is that there's so much great art that comes out of it so it's like white people look at black people going through shit but we'll sing amazing songs and it's like <laughs> we'll dunk a basketball and it's like well they're getting they're getting through it pretty well <laughs> it makes them feel like yeah, thumbs up <laughs> right <laughs> so <laughs> so I always feel weird about uh, uh, stuff like that but um, I think those records are really 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 kind of spot on right now and, and they were recorded years ago maybe 40 plus years ago but I still think they're spot on um, yeah. Uh, I kind of want to get into more some some more aggressive shit. Um, I think when I was growing up, man, Ice Cube was the most gangster motherfucker on the planet to me. Right? It's like, don't get it twisted. You know, you might see him in barbershop or are we there yet? And he's like, this family guy. My Ice Cube was the most gangster motherfucker, and and 
he's he's been kind of brought back to that forefront, right? Where where it's like he, it's reactivated, where everything that's going on with George Floyd and all these racist motherfuckers coming out of their mouths, and let's not get started with the NASCAR news situation. And Cube is back, but I don't think he ever left. I think that he can do family movies, but don't don't get it twisted or run up on Cube or no dumb shit. And I wanted to to do a record that. I thought was one of my favorite, not I thought, but I know was one of my favorite records growing up. Um, it's an Ice Cube song with Public Enemy and Big Daddy Kane. Up next on Mobeta Soul Radio, Burn Hollywood Burn by Ice Cube, which is really, really spot on when we're talking about the shit that's going on with like the Gone with the Wind shit, where Hattie McDa- McDaniel uh, won the Oscar for being a maid, and I just got done rewatching The Help. Just for research purposes, so I can talk shit <laughs> when I'm writing a column about it. But um, but shout out to, to Ice Cube, Burn How We Burn, next on Mother the Soul Radio. Burn Hollywood Burn, I smell a ride going on. First the guilty, now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out a movie, but it'll take a black one to move me. Get me the hell away from this TV. All the news and views are beneath me. So all I hear about is shots ringing out, about gang putting each other's head out. So I'd rather kick some slang out. All right, fellas, let's go hang out. Hollywood, or would they not make us all look bad like I know they had? But some things I'll never forget, yeah. So step and fetch this shit. For all the years we look like clowns, the joke is over. Smell the smoke from all around. to mother. Let's check out a flick that exploits the color. Rolling through Hollywood late at night. Red and blue lights with a common sight. Pull to the curb, get played like a sucker. Don't fight the power, the motherfucker. As I walk the streets of Hollywood Boulevard, big and hard it was for those who starred in the movies, portraying the roles of butlers and maids, slaves and hoes. Many intelligent black men seem to look uncivilized when on the screen. Like I guess I figure you to play some jigaboo on the plantation. What else can a nigga do? And black women in this profession, after playing a lawyer, out of the question. For what they played, Angel Mama is the perfect term. Even if now she got a perm. So let's make our own movies like Spike Lee. Cause the roles being offered don't strike me. There's nothing that the black man could use. The earth burn Hollywood burn. Now we're considering you for a part in our new production. How do you feel about playing a controversial Negro? Yeah, I'm with it. You mean somebody like you would be new Negro Brown, right? Ladies and gentlemen, today's feature presentation, Driving This Daisy. Oh, man. Just what I'm talking about, all these terms of the damn shit. I'm out of here.
sleep. Hey, yo, check it out, man. I got Black Seas at the crib, man. Y'all want to go check that out? Yeah. That's the idea, because we could have rolled it from the beginning. Y'all with it, Fuck man. Hollywood. <laughs> right about now, NWA court is in full effect. Judge Dre residing. In the case of NWA versus the police department, the prosecuting attorneys are MC Brand, Ice Cube, and Easy Motherfucking E. Order, order, order. Ice Cube, take the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help your black ass? You goddamn right. But won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad cause I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit cause I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on. And thrown in jail, we can go toe to toe in the middle of a sale. Fucking with me cause I'm a teenager with a little bit of gold and a pager. Searching my car, looking for the product, thinking every nigga is selling narcotics. You rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in a benzo. Be the police out of shape and when I finish, bring the yellow tape. Showing out for the white cop Ice Cube will swarm On any motherfucker in a blue uniform Just cause I'm from the CPT Punk police are afraid of me huh? A young nigga on the warpath And when I finish It's gonna be a bloodbath Of cops dying in LA Yo Dre I got something to say Yeah, man, what you need? Police, open out. We have a warrant for 
to the stand and tell the jury how you feel about this bullshit. I'm tired of the motherfucking jacking. Sweating my gang while I'm chilling in the shack and shining the light in my face. And for what? Maybe it's because I kick so much, but I kick ass. Or maybe because I blast on a stupid ass nigga when I'm playing with the trigger of an Uzi or an AK. Cause the police always got something stupid to say. They put out my picture with silence. Cause my identity by itself causes violence to eat with the criminal behavior. Yeah, I'm a gangster, but still I got flavor. Without a gun in the badge, what do you got? A sucker in a uniform waiting to get shot by me or another nigga. And with a gat, it don't matter if he's smaller or bigger. And this is what I'll say Fuck the police
yeah, 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 yeah. We are back, and I'm still drinking bourbon. <laughs> uh, what you listened to was Ice Cube, Burn, Hollywood Burn, featuring uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy and Big Daddy Kane. After that, we had N.W.A., Fuck the Police, which, for obvious reasons, seems to be kind of spot on right now. And after that, we had Rage Against the Machine, Testify. Um... I originally had a list for this when I said I did this about two weeks ago, and I had a lot more shit on it. Like, I had, like, you know, uh, Run the Jewels and all this other stuff on there, but I kind of stripped um, this stuff down just a bit because I felt like it would have been too long. And I, I even think I'm talking too long on, on these, like, little interludes. But, you know, I felt like, let me get this down to 10 or 11 songs to, to really kind of be on point with the stuff that I'm really, really feeling right now. Um... But yeah, but these songs I thought were just really, really kind of spot on as far as like the anger and the rage, no pun intended with the Rage Against the Machine to kind of talk about uh, what's next. Um, and I, th- I think it's just like really kind of cool to give a, a taste, right, uh, uh, of stuff that I think would be the music I would want to listen to if 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 I'm in the trenches and, and let's say this is a civil rights movement. I wish I had these records for me it's like when you look at the civil rights movement there's a civil rights and then there's the black power movement and those two things are hand in hand because the black power movement came right after you know where we talk about white privilege white people look at the 60s so differently than black people right and i remember one time growing up i was talking to my mom and she was saying she was going on a road trip with my dad and my dad would play a bunch of like 60s like uh Motown shit and my mama hated it and I'm like why do you hate this 60s Motown stuff like I thought that was supposed to be like a fixture in black people you know and she said son anytime I hear music from that period it just reminds me of how terrible things were and she's kind of spot on with that because I feel like there's when we talk about white privilege we, we can also talk about the white privilege of looking at 1960s as they say oh you know when you talk about 67 68 and 69 with like Woodstock oh the summer of love and (laughs) you know flower power but my mom grew up in the Jim Crow South that's not her experience at all and and I and I would argue that's not a lot of black people's experience you know what I'm saying so so we talk about you know certain privileges there's a privilege to be able to look at the 60s and one group of people have nostalgia and other people have, you know, PTSD. You know, that's how I felt about like Mad Men. It's like Mad Men was a good show, but it's like, I, I just like, all right, you got rich white people working on, working in New York City at ad agencies. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, it's a good show. But, you know, what the fuck I'm supposed to do with that from a black perspective and, and from a black person that that can't watch a period piece and not see my people um, suffering, struggling, going through some crazy shit. Right. So so that's kind of how I look at it. Um, and so I, I, I look at the music and the art uh, that way as well, where if you look at early Motown stuff. Especially the voices that that are big voices in Motown. Now, we're going to get into that a little bit later, too. But, you know, early Motown stuff, when you look at, like, the Supreme stuff and even early Marvin stuff, they were well-dressed and wearing suits and and 
singing about love, nothing that was really controversial. And it was revolutionary in the sense where Barry Gordy had a bunch of these black motherfuckers putting music out, and it was just this great black business. It was like the Negro League for music, right? Um, But I feel a way when I look back at it where it's just like, you know, Smokey Robinson is singing about love and shit, and they're dancing and wearing nice suits, but black people were going through hell in America. Hell. And so... Maybe if I was growing up around that time, maybe there's a detachment if I if I would have heard that shit. I mean, the songs are great. You know what I'm saying? But but I can understand my mom not hearing that shit when they're trying to talk about, you know, oh, baby love. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like fuck baby love. It's the 60s and I grew up in the South. What the fuck are we talking about baby love for? And and I can understand that. And this is from my mom, right? And, and there was a shift in a lot of that stuff. There was a shift. And the shift was from civil rights to black power. And the difference was, in my mind, where you had civil rights that wanted to be equal and seem uh, like we're on the same page as white folks. And a lot of times black people had to feel as if they had to adjust themselves to be more comfortable you know right like i gotta wear a nice suit i gotta shave i can't you know i gotta have a fucking conk right you know straighten your hair out or whatever the fuck um to make people feel comfortable and black power movement was and fuck this perm fuck this lie in my hair i'm black and i'm proud and there's something that was revolutionary about it but but i feel like those things are connected because civil rights movement and black power movement, when you look at what happened to Martin and the Malcolms and Mecca Evers and a laundry list of people that got murdered, I got frustrated here locally. You might hear like cop cars outside my house. It's like, it's crazy out here. It's like somebody's getting arrested. But um, there was something that happened here in my city, right? And I, and I didn't want to be um, critical to young black people organizing, but there was something that was going on here where there was this uh, million man march in Columbia, and it was young black people organizing, speaking out against the police brutality, and in response to the George Floyd protests, and they had this thing where they were like, "Yo, we want to march. We want to march from a certain neighborhood in Columbia to the state house capital." And on the flyer, it was like, "Yo, dress to impress." Sunday best and in one of the organizers interview and he was just like you know we want to make sure that we dress nicely to to I'm getting in my bag we want to dress nicely so we we don't look like the people that were looting and protesting and and I got frustrated about it but I won't I don't want to yell at black organizers in front of white people because white people tend to sometimes be like, well, see, preachers black and and he doesn't like this and they and they kind of try to co-op it to be what they want it to be. But I have my own platforms. This is my platform. I don't give a fuck if 50 people or two people listen to shit. This is my platform to say what the fuck I want. But I got frustrated with that, right? Because black people get into the habit of Of treating our lives like they're not as important 
what I mean by that is, you know, we had the respectability politics where you had like MLK saying like, yo, we're marching and we're going to these white diners to dress up in our Sunday best. And the idea was basically like, yo, we want to show the world that if these motherfuckers is putting water hoses on us and beating us up or whatever, we want the world to look at it. It's like, yo, how, how are you going to do that to these people that dress so nicely? But my argument is different. My argument is like, yo, you know, when bitches like Candace Owens is like, oh, you know, George Floyd, he was no saint. And she's trying to do a laundry list of like, he was blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if George Floyd, um, we do this as black people when something like this happens. Like when somebody gets murdered by the cops or something terrible or racist happens to us, like, oh, this person was going to college and they had this and they had that. It's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. If these guys were going to school, I don't give a fuck if they had straight teeth. I don't give a fuck if they had a nice haircut. I don't give a fuck. Because that implies that if a nigga had gold teeth, wore sweatpants, and, you know, was going to school, that his life was less valuable. Nah, bruh. So the respectability politics about that. The, the getting your Sunday's best part of that, that's what I don't like. Because I'm like, yo, I would probably argue the opposite. I want niggas to be walking in their sweatpants and and say that his life, her life is just as valuable. But I'm not going to argue that in front of white people. Because <laughs> y'all just, you know, y'all take this shit and try to Fox News it up. But that's how I feel and and I think that that's something that black people gotta look at too because we get caught on that we get caught on on trying to show white people that when black people have terrible things that happen to them we want to try to explain that they were a good black person and they weren't a bad black person and blah 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 and I'm like nah fuck all that shit nah I don't care don't care and that's something that that we gotta look at in, in, in ourselves of of making sure that we value ourselves just as much, you know? Um, man, I'm cooking. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm probably speaking more than the music I'm playing. Um, so let's take it back into some music. So, so I say all that shit to say that when we're talking about the difference between the civil rights movement and the black power movement, one of the black power things that happened uh, was shit like, Hey, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, wearing the afros, having the pics, and being really, really excited about who we are. And the next record I want to get into, because I definitely wanted to play a woman during this process, a black woman at that, is um, Aretha Franklin's Young, Gifted, and Black. Uh, one of my favorite records of all time. I hear that shit. It's like it's even on my spine. So this is the next song. Uh, Young, Gifted, and Black on Mobile Soul Radio by the late, great Aretha Franklin. Let's go.
thing sometimes it just happens like a light and I remember getting uh, a feeling uh, a feeling in, in my body and I said that's it that's it to be young gifted and black that's all and sat down at that moment and made up a tune it did, and it just flowed yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, black hat, black hat, black hoodie, man. Can't scare a fuck a monster with the boogie, man. How you dare? I'm on top, who's high? Say the wrong thing, right? Get your roof high. I'm a Garveyite, I move army like, take whatever comes. Got a pump for Trump and dumb dumb, so you dumb dumbs. They say we ain't beautiful because we come for slums. They said, we mental savages, below the averages. This you didn't stop before the middle passages. Words are weak, straight to action. It's no revolution without ratchets. Return, I ain't never left. When you take what's yours, then it's never theft. It's a pan African. We need more rights as pacifists. Uh. Young brother, black and gifted. They hating on the God cause he black and lifted. Like. Young brother, black and gifted. They hating on the God cause he black and lifted. Like. Young brother, black and gifted. They hating on the God cause he black and lifted. Like. Young brother, black and gifted. They hating on the God cause he black and lifted. Young brother, black and gifted. They hating on the God cause he black and lifted. Young brother, black and gifted. They hating on the God cause he black and lifted. Young brother, young, gifted and black. And on the guard, cause he black and left it like Young brother, black and gifted They hate on the black hair, black hair why you stuck on your Louis V? I'm on my Huey P. Nine millimeter mix with Schooly D. They call it black magic. Better than y'all, than my worst day. Get it like a, a birthday. Uh, uh, reach a higher than the ceiling of heaven. Carolina, every black man considered a felon. I consider your kings and I tell them, save yourself. Ain't no rescues. Get the burner if you touch their nephews. Ran in the bray. Grow up kings. Handsome and slay. Make the world better. Tell them. Think it happened before you think of the cheddar. Every rhyme I write is love letters to the ancestors. Tell them. I'm black as fuck. Plus, the gat is tough. The end is here. Grab they can goods, they traded MAGA hats for clan hoods, yeah. Uh. Go, 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 go. Now, I want you to understand that being black, being black is not a race. Being black is a responsibility. Hmm? You are chosen. It's a gift. When I 
You should be in church anyway. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Y'all don't hear me though. Huh. Go, 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 go. Fight the power, that beat. As the rhythm's designed to bounce with calcium, that's the rhyme. The 
if you check Don't worry, d hat was a number one jam Damn if I said you can slap me right here Get it, let's get this party started right Right on, come on What we got to say Power to the people, no delay Make everybody see In order to fight the powers that be Aretha Franklin's Young, Gifted, and Black, one of my favorite records, and followed by that was me. I want to sprinkle one of my songs in there. Uh, it was my song, Gifted People, by me and producer, tall black guy. Shout out to Terrell, uh, who's a new father. Um, God bless you. And uh, yeah, uh, those are the two records after that. And then right after that was one of my favorite protest riot songs of all time was Fight the Power by Public Enemy. Um, video directed by Spike Lee if you haven't seen uh, The Five Bloods check it out it's on Netflix and I wrote a review and it was kind of funny because like I saw like a lot of reviews written about it and it was a lot of white publications that was just Google Gaga and over Spike and not saying that Spike don't deserve the accolades or the praise but like you know Peter Travis or Rolling Stone yeah that shit five stars and I never see him give five stars but I I, 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 I laugh at myself and argue that that you know these white uh uh, movie reviewers are basically like I'm not in the time this isn't a time to criticize black art so they're gonna like five star him to death uh, I don't know if this is the greatest movie this bike has done but I do say that Delroy Lindo was pretty fucking magnificent and I think he deserves an Oscar for whatever it's worth uh, for his performance so please please check out The Five Bloods by Spike Lee on um, Netflix and we got one more song left like I said, there's plenty of other songs that I had when I originally tried to put this together, but I just said, fuck it. <laughs> I just decided to kind of do this uh, again, kind of like, hey, what are 10 or 11 songs that really, really speak to me? Write it out quickly. And, you know, you might forget something, but I think that I really kind of caught the core of the things that I really, really, really want to do. Um, once again, this is Mobile Better Soul Radio. If you want to donate anything to the cause, because, you know, work shit is really fucked up. <laughs> You can uh, donate to Cash App, dollar sign, Mobetta Soul, M-O-B-E-T-T-A, Soul. If you want to do it via uh, Venmo, you can do it Preach Jacobs, or if you want to do it uh, uh, via PayPal, it is paypal.me slash Mobetta Soul. Um, thank you guys for listening. I know a lot of times from the artists out there when you're doing your art you're doing your magic and, and shit like that we get discouraged because it's not we don't see a lot of people paying attention to it right we'll put a song out we'll put a video out like you know how many times I, I i look at like my videos that i put out that i think is fucking dope and you just be wanting to see the numbers go up 
and I had to train myself to not care about that, right? It's that instead of trying to focus on the people that's not listening, I need to focus on the people that are paying attention. So anybody that's listening to this, that's paying attention to this, I salute you and I thank you. Because if you're listening to this, that means that you really fuck with me and you value the things that I'm saying, that I'm feeling, especially your time right now. It means a lot. And so... Thank you guys so much. And for the last record, I think um, the song that I think is really, really spot on for what's going on right now is uh, Marvin Gaye. And this is a song from the What's Going On album. Uh, Yeah, everything that I'm feeling right now makes me want to holler. Marvin Gaye, uh, What's Going On album. This is the final record for Mobile Soul Radio. Episode 2. Thank you guys for listening. I love all of y'all. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>
everybody thinks we're wrong But a mother, who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call me sweet where I hell on Mother, mother, ooh 